Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. For the better part of the last decade, science fiction finally evolved from a niche genre into a mainstream staple. And while many people are familiar with the so-called fathers and grandfathers of genre, the women who have been instrumental in creating and shaping the nerdverse have largely gone unrecognized until today. I'm Preeti Chibber, and this is Sci-Fi Wire Fangirl's Forgotten Women of Genre, a podcast where we tell the stories of the women who helped some of the most famous fantasy worlds become a reality. Women in gaming might seem like a relatively new phenomenon, especially within the last few years. There's no denying that living in an age of social media with all the visibility that entails has given rise to public awareness of the fact that women are involved in all facets of gaming, from those who play games themselves, either privately or on streaming platforms, to the ones who help build and create the worlds designed for others to play in. But the truth is that women have been holding down jobs in the game industry for a long time, likely longer than most of us would have guessed. And if you've never heard about Professor Ellen Beeman, well, you've come to the right place. Beeman was working in genre long before her time in video games. She actually got her start as a TV writer and a novelist, and some of her earliest writing for the small screen occurred on a little TV show you might have heard of, especially if you grew up in the 80s and had a thing for truly outrageous rock stars. That's right. Beeman wrote for the American animated series of Gem and the Holograms, which ran from 1985 to 1988 and created an army of very, very cool rock and roll girls. Many of the episodes she wrote are still available to be viewed via a re-release of the show on DVD, something we highly encourage because it's a real gem. Get it? Shortly after leaving her career in the television industry, however, Beeman found herself adrift and wasn't sure what she wanted to pursue next. Christy Marks, one of Beeman's fellow writers on Gem, who had begun her work in game design, would introduce Beeman to the now-dissolved developer Sierra Online in 1989. I have to admit, it was a very unusual interview, Beeman said, to Game Zebo in 2007. I'm a fiddler, and they asked me to play at their company holiday party. That's right, in addition to being a writer in TV, books, and games, Ellen is also a Celtic fiddler. What? Beeman said her experience in television writing was what led to her getting a gig at Origin Systems in the early 90s. First, as a writer on the popular space combat simulator Wing Commander 2, 
before she was quickly promoted to project manager only six weeks into the job. Beeman earned not just a credit on the game's script, but the title of assistant director and director of special operations as well. As it turned out, this was a best-case scenario for all involved. Beeman attributes her promotion to a company that recognized her abilities were stronger in a leadership position. I hope what they saw is that the team worked better when I was helping organize and guide people. From then on, Beeman mostly worked in a producing role for video games, overseeing a team of writers on different projects. After her work on Wing Commander 2, she served as project manager for several other titles in the same franchise. An icon already considering this was at a time when there weren't many women in leadership positions at gaming companies. But her role at Sierra would only be the first stage of what would eventually become a games-driven career spanning the next 30 years. Beeman went on to work for several other game developers in the wake of her career at Sierra, including Origin, Electronic Arts, and Glue Mobile. She also freelanced for companies like Disney, Sega, and Leapfrog. By 2006, however, Beeman had made another career change when she became a part of Carbonated Games at Microsoft. She had shifted from producing and managing hardcore games to ones that were less time-consuming and involved for players, which are often referred to as casual games. These games were targeting a new audience, one that wasn't as intensely ingrained into gaming culture. Even with the leap to games that offered a simpler experience and appealed to a different demographic, Beeman noted that her new role didn't come without its own challenges. The biggest adjustment was working on several projects at one time and managing producers who themselves had two to nine projects to manage. At one point, my producers and I had 16 games in production. It's a lot to keep track of, she said. But not so much that Beeman couldn't excel. During her time at Microsoft, Beeman was named one of the top 100 most influential women in the game industry by Edge magazine. By then, she had, by her own admission, learned how to design for several different platforms, including Xbox, MSN, and Windows. Although she had technically begun her career producing titles that were definitely skewed towards a specific type of gamer, Beeman acknowledged that working in different facets of the industry had taught her how to, quote, design for a very different audience, or really several different audiences. Because, as it turns out, plenty of people like gaming in their own way. Who knew? Throughout the course of her career in games, Beeman continued to write. She contributed to the realm of science fiction and fantasy, writing four novels under the name Ellen Guan. Several of her books were co-authored alongside one of genre's best-known female writers, Mercedes Lackey, including the Bedlam Bard series, as well as 1992's Freedom Flight, the first book of the Wing Commander series set in the same universe as the popular computer game that, you guessed it, Beeman also wrote for. Coincidentally, writing and producing video games allowed Beeman to draw on many of the same kinds of skills that enabled her to tell stories on the page. In a lecture given at the Sweden Game Conference in 2016, Beeman mentioned the importance of what she referred to as, quote, story sense, which is the ability to paint a picture of the world the player is in, creating a sense of place and allowing the player to fill in more specific gaps. Although women have been working in video games for quite some time, many tend to operate in areas outside of overall design and producing. 
Those who work in a more male-dominated sector of the industry often find the environment harder to navigate. Fortunately for Beeman, that never seemed to have been the case. As she stated in her interview with GameZebo, I can't really say that I've had any challenges working in a male-dominated field. That said, however, she was also quick to emphasize the importance of reaching out to those beyond the, quote, core game market of 18 to 35-year-old men, stressing that one of the ways to best accomplish that is to hire women behind the scenes, not just as game artists, but as writers and programmers as well. More and more lately, women who have been working in video games for several years are starting to stress the importance of cluing younger women and girls into the fact that there's a place for them at the table too. As the industry shifts toward a balance between casual and hardcore gamers, we should really start talking to girls in high school and college about the tremendous career opportunities within the gaming industry, Beeman said. My own situation was that I had no clue I could have a career in games until after college. We need to get the word out early, while the girls are in high school or even younger, so they can start thinking about and preparing for this kind of career. And we aren't doing enough of that yet. Girls today are growing up with games as part of their entertainment experiences, so I hope that they will not feel the same barriers that the current generation did. In 2005, Beeman co-founded Women in Games International, WIGI, an organization that strives to foster more inclusion and elevation among women working in the video game industry. The group has since expanded to include local chapters for members in cities ranging from Austin to LA to New York City and hosts industry networking events, regional conferences, and more. It doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot to, uh, to have a really, really strong impact on your players. It does take a lot of thoughtfulness and, again, just trying to think what, is, what are the emotions that you are trying to create in your player? Um, what, what kind of responses do you want them to have at different times? Passing on her knowledge to the next generation is part of what makes Beeman's impact on video games so significant. It's not just what she's accomplished in her 30-year career, but also in what she continues to hand down to the future of gaming in female developers, writers, programmers, and producers. Since 2014, Beeman has been a senior lecturer at DigiPen's Department of Game Software Design and Production, where she frequently hands down her invaluable experience and insight to those students who are hoping to follow in her footsteps, especially in terms of raising awareness about the types of problems and issues that may arise when working in a collaborative, team-driven environment like gaming. It's one of those jobs you learn by doing but there's myself and the other instructors who have been game producers who are ready to support and help our students learn, Beeman said in a DigiPen interview spotlighting her impressive resume. In many ways, Beeman's career trajectory can best be described by her ability to shift the perception of what's possible. First, in her willingness to make the switch from television to gaming to begin with, all the way through to working on over 40 video game titles, to now playing her own part in changing the face of the game industry. If the last 30 years are any indication, there's no doubt she's far from finished. Forgotten Women of Genre is a production of Sci-Fi Wire Fangirls. Today's episode was written by Carly Lane and read by Preeti Chibber and produced by Cher Martinetti. You can find the script of this episode and so much more at scififangirls.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sci-Fi Fangirls.